Hello, Uplifted. Welcome to our second podcast. We're so incredibly (laughs) excited to be back and have you guys listening. Um, So let's get started. <laughs> I wish we had like a um like a legit theme song. Wouldn't that be so cool? Yeah. I like the jingle that we have now, but that would be we'll work on it. That'll be in our to-do list. Uh we're happy to have you guys here with us today. Um we're really excited to share the story like of how we met and how we've gotten to be like as close as we are so I guess let's just start all the way back in the beginning yeah Uh, so just a wee little baby (laughs) so I can't remember if we shared this in the last episode or not but I am about 10 years older than Taylor and you know, my parents were never together. The story with them is mixed. No matter who you get the story from, it's a little bit different from everybody. But basically what I've gathered is that I am the product of a one-night stand. And my dad, our dad, did not even know about me until I was about two years old when he had, yeah, I guess what happened was my mom needed that extra financial support. And so she had submitted papers to the state to start collecting child support. And if you are a female and you have a child and you put a guy's name down on the birth certificate and then you go to collect child support, the state will, or at least back then, send a court order and you as the male have the right to contest if that child is yours or not and the state will pay for a paternity test. I don't know if that's changed or how that's different now. So is dad's name on your birth certificate? Mm, yes. Dad's name is on my birth certificate. That's so crazy. thought she would like put his name down, but he like didn't even, or supposedly like hadn't even had a clue that the miracle of life had happened. Yeah. I actually have the document, the court order calling Mm -hmm. him to court. And I guess what happened was he received the papers, but he didn't show up and or he didn't write back to the court saying that he wasn't my dad. So by default of paternity, it's the exact words written on the court papers, by default of Mm -hmm. paternity, 
he was my dad. <clears throat> wow. Okay. So the other thing that's crazy is that your mom could just put his name down and like no one questioned it. Like basically you could put yeah. anyone's name down. <laughs> she could have put anybody's name down. That's bizarre. Well, I mean, <laughs> not, not necessarily. So she obviously was confident, which is good. You know, that's, that's a good thing <laughs> that she knew. But, um, yeah. Well, what but I'm saying there is, like, is he a wasn't chance there. I, what was that? What I'm saying is, like, he wasn't there. So, like, I like I know that she was positive that he was the father of her child, you know. But, like, mm-hmm. in a different scenario, like, that's crazy that that just happens, you know. I'm sure I'm positive that there have been mothers who have put in different father's names down like that weren't actually the the father of the son or the daughter that they bore that's crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways continue I mean, he could have paid child support for years mm-hmm. and it could have all been a waste because mm-hmm. he didn't contest it but yeah so he didn't contest it by default of paternity. He was my dad. And from that point, it kind of just, you know, got swept under the rug with everybody. And my mom, by the time I was two, she had married. And I had a stepdad, obviously, because she was married. <laughs> and comes naturally. <laughs> I just grew up with not knowing anything different. I thought that my stepdad was my real dad. Nobody ever told me anything different. And oh my gosh. It was that whole story of me growing up. I'll probably dive into that in another episode just because I don't want to go into that just quite yet. And that's a whole other Jerry Springer show uh, (laughs) in itself. But yeah, I think we moved around quite a bit. About the time I was 10 and a half, we were living in this little city and we got a phone call one night, just completely out of the blue, totally unexpected. And I remember I was sitting, (laughs) (laughs) I remember I was sitting in my living room and my mom just got this shocked look on her face and she went into her bedroom and she called my stepdad in And they were in there for a little bit, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And they came out and they sat at our kitchen table and they, you know, said, Trisha, we really need to talk to you. Can you come sit? And I went over to the table and I sat down and they were just extremely blunt with me. They said, there's something that we need to tell you that we haven't shared with you. 
And it's very important that you understand that you have another father. I can't even imagine. (laughs) And I just kind of looked at them and I was confused, you know, because this whole time that I had grown up, I thought my stepdad was my real dad. But I think at the moment, I was also, I it made me feel a little bit more complete. And I remember feeling like, well, this makes sense. And I can explain wow. that again because it that feeling really relates to things like my childhood and growing up um, mm-hmm. up until that point. So I can um, elaborate on that later. But I remember feeling like, okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> and my mom said, you have another father and he is married and you have a little sister. And I remember feeling so excited not even that I had another father, but that I had another sister. And Mm. it's thinking back on it. It's actually really funny because I remember that feeling like in my heart, like I can feel that feeling in my chest right now (laughs) of how Mm. excited that I felt. And it really sparked this joy in me. And I really wanted to find my dad. Now Mm -hmm. at the time, like I said, I was, maybe like 10 and a half. So, and technology was not anywhere near as advanced as it is today. So Mm. the journey of me starting to look for my dad began in telephone books. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started thumbing through um, phone books, looking for our dad's last name, looking to see if the first name matched. I remember one time my parents had to drive up to where our dad lived at the time with you and your mom. And I remember stopping to look through a phone book just to see if any names matched up. Mm -hmm. And one of our um, one of our neighbors had you know those big boxy desktop computers <laughs> yeah and, like the originals <laughs> yeah <laughs> the OGs <laughs> I recall trying to do a search on their computer one time but somewhere between 11 and 12 I really just had no idea what I was doing, so I kind of gave up. And my mom also had made comments to me, and I think that maybe she was scared that I would leave and I would go live with my dad or they would take me away. Um, But she kind of – I don't even remember – exactly what she had said so I would hate to mm-hmm. say something that wasn't completely like, accurate it just like gave you the feeling of 
like either you didn't feel like you needed to look for dad or like you just didn't have the desire to anymore? Well, it kind of just gave me the feeling like he just didn't care. And we had a lot of stuff going on at the time too. And, you know, shortly after, um, you know, within the year after that, my stepdad passed away. And I think I kind of was just going through a lot of changes at the time. And, you know, with what my mom had talked about with me, with me running into a bunch of dead ends, I kind of, and I, I, like I said, I had no idea what I was doing. So I just gave up, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's really sad because again, I was so excited that I had a little sister. I was excited that I had another family, but I was so little, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and although I wish that I would have found and had the opportunity to meet dad and grow up with you. Um, it's just kind of, as sad as it is, I think it's just, that was the way that it was supposed to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that everything happens or doesn't happen for a reason, you know? So after your stepdad passed away, how old were you then? Like 12? Yeah, I was in eighth grade. And then what? And I went through my high school years just as anybody would have (laughs) the joys of high school and being awkward and (laughs) trying to find yourself. And the not-so-joys of high school, (laughs) the terrible parts of high school. (laughs) (laughs) Friendships and dating and, oh, that's a whole nother episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I always had the desire on – in the back of my mind of wanting to find my dad, but it was literally just that it was on the back burner and I didn't have the tools needed to be able to move forward. So I just went about my life as I, you know, the best that I could. And, um, shortly after high school, I, well, probably about a year after high school, I had enrolled in a dental program and I started going to school probably about like 40 minutes away from where I lived. And I remember one day my aunt stopped by my house and I don't know because I've never asked her what sparked the reasoning for her to come to me was, Mm -hmm. but something happened 
that must have made her feel very strongly that she needed to talk to me and Mm -hmm. to share the information that she did with me. And I'm very grateful for whatever that reason was because we wouldn't be here now um, and we wouldn't have the relationship that we do. But she stopped by my house and she sat me down. Another uh, serious conversation. (laughs) And again, started off with, I need to talk to you about something. (laughs) And you're like, oh my gosh, not this again. (laughs) Yeah. Here we go again. What now? (laughs) My mom is my mom, right? (laughs) (laughs) Are you my real mother? Are you my Um, mom? (laughs) So she shared with me that she thought that her ex-husband was my biological father. Oh my gosh, the tea, the juice. (laughs) And her logic behind it was reasonable and it caused me to go into an investigation on my own accord and I had to ultimately address my entire family um, that I was going to begin this search of finding out who my biological father was because my mom said it was one person and I was being told by other people that they thought it was my uncle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the interesting thing about that is that I have two cousins who I grew up with and one of my cousins and I, we are almost exactly six months apart and we look, well, I don't think that we really look that much alike, but growing up, everybody thought we were twins. Mm -hmm. Everybody. And, um, because I think we did look kind of alike and because of how their father looked, I think it did kind of make me wonder, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but basically... I addressed it all with my family, told them all what I was going to be doing, and everybody was very supportive um, of my decision. And when I started, I used internet resources um, mostly, which were all kind of dead ends, again, because technology back then just wasn't nearly as good as what it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I remembered that I had the court papers that my mom had given me when I moved out of her house. Mm -hmm. And it had all of our dad's information on it. And I remember thinking, well, if he's paying child support on me, they have to know something, right? 
I mean, it yeah. only makes sense. So I called the child support office and I kind of just started to tell them like who I was and um, that I didn't know my dad. And I don't even, I can't even imagine what the other person, like the person on the other line was thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately they ended up telling me that even though I am the child, I was not allowed to obtain, like they were not allowed to give any information to me. Yeah. It made me mad. I actually started yelling at the lady, um, which I probably in retrospect should not have done. Um, (laughs) but I did. And she told me that I was welcome to write a letter and then they could forward that letter to our dad. And then if he wanted to reply, he could reply to them and then they would forward it to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and they said that it could take like, you know, six months to a year. And that's like made me livid. I told the lady, I don't want to meet my dad in a year. I want to meet him now. <laughs> like I've been waiting my whole life. <laughs> yes. And the, you know, the phone conversation ended. Um, and then me, I was extremely impatient. So I, because the court paper had his social security number on it, I Mm -hmm. got the idea to just go down to the social security office. And I remember this day as though it happened yesterday. And I don't know who the person was, but they risked so much um, by helping me. Mm-hmm. I remember I walked into to the social security office, picked my number, sat in a chair and waited. When it was my turn, I got up and I walked to the window and I started to tell my story. I said, my name is Trisha and this is probably going to sound a little crazy, <laughs> but... I am looking for my biological father and I have all of his information and he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> and that wasn't, you know, I, I think I probably said some other things and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe said my story a little bit differently and like past my 20 or something. <laughs> but whatever I said, it must have touched the other person. You know, it, it said something to them. Yeah. Um, I walked up to the counter. I told my story. And the guy looked at me and said, I'm so sorry. I, I can't help you. I'm. I'm not allowed to give out that information, mm-hmm. which is understandable. I mean, it's, you know, you privacy. could have been anyone. Yeah. yeah. But I think 
he could feel my sincerity. Um, and as he was sitting there telling me no, he was also writing down on a piece of paper. And he slid that paper over to me as he finished explaining to me why he could not give me my dad's information. Oh my gosh. I know. I love this story. And he's on the piece of paper. It said, you didn't get this from me. Mm. And I looked up at him and my eyes were just, I wanted to cry, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. I, you know, maintained my composure and I nodded my head and was like, okay, thank you. And he handed me the piece of paper and I walked out to my car and it had the phone number for where dad worked at the time on it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was sitting in my little beater car in the parking lot and the sun was shining that day. And I flipped open my flip phone <laughs> and um did you have a razor <laughs> uh it was an lg <laughs> all right these details are important <laughs> it was a silver lg um my very first phone i was 19 and i paid for it myself <laughs> But uh, me being the very bold and blunt person that I am, Mm -hmm. I called the number and some guy answers the phone and I asked for our dad. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I'm sorry, he's at the office. Is there something that I can help you with? And I said, yeah, I'm his daughter, but he doesn't know me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The worker was probably like, what? (laughs) And to make it even better, not only did I say I'm his daughter and he doesn't know me, but I asked, can I have his phone number so I can call him? (laughs) (laughs) And... I'm sure, again, the person on the other end was like, uh, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, he politely was like, well, you know, I'm not sure if he's exactly at the office, but uh, how about I reach out to him and have him give you a call? Is that okay? And I said, yeah, that's totally fine. (laughs) And um, I was a little nervous, and I gave the guy my number, and we hung up. But I uh, 
I really didn't, I wasn't sure if dad would call and every, <sighs> sorry. It's okay. Every hour that went by, it really made me think he wasn't going to call. And I think for anybody, that is looking for someone that has been a part of, that has been missing from part of their life. I think the biggest fear is that that person won't accept you. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're trying to find out who you are, and you're trying to complete a puzzle of your life that's been missing. But then, as I was sitting in my house in my living room, my phone rang, and it was Dad. And I had never felt so happy in my life up until that point. And he was so nice and kind. What did he say? Um, was he like how he is now? Like, hey, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he was obviously a lot softer because I think the situation, I mean, I can't even imagine what he felt or yeah like the anxiety that must have been his going through boss his body. of all people you know what I mean like yeah I mean I I feel <laughs> it's a situation like what we had was very personal and we allowed a complete stranger to come into that by me calling, you know? So I don't know, on top of me just reaching out, but also having somebody who didn't know anything, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just can't even imagine. And I've never asked dad about how I felt. Um, I mean, I remember the very first time that I met him and we talked and I remember him feeling or saying that he was shocked, obviously, because it's just not something that you expect, you know, after 19 years, I do remember him saying that he felt like at some point I would show up, but mm -hmm. I don't think that even knowing that, that might happen or that it, you know, feeling like it will happen at some point. It doesn't, I don't think that it prepares you for when it actually does happen. Like, I don't think that there's anything you can do to prepare for the, the emotions that you're going to feel when something like that does happen. I, th I mean, we talked for a good amount of time, but I was 
very forward with him in our initial conversation um, and explaining that it was very important that we took a paternity test as soon as possible because there was the potential for someone else to be my father. And um, he was very supportive. You know, he, like I said, he was very kind. He was very gentle and um, completely willing to support me on the journey that I was starting, you know, with everything whether or not he was my father, um, which was a very awesome feeling to feel. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of, like, the best attributes about dad is it it always surprises me that in, like, the very – there's some very difficult moments in life that dad can really – just be like so sweet and gentle because he's a very outspoken and um blunt very blunt very big personality Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but he can be so soft uh, and kind he called me every single morning for like two months Mm -hmm. (laughs) on his way to work. I would be driving on my way to school and he would call me and do his, hey kid, how's Mm -hmm. it going? (laughs) And then I remember I went over to his house and at the time he was living with someone and we had a, a newer baby brother, and um, it was really cool to know that not only did I have a sister, <laughs> but I actually had two more brothers or two brothers. Mm-hmm. And it was like this whole new chapter. What was it like? seeing him for the first time like could you see some of yourself in him not at all I did not think he was my dad when he opened the door really I did not he opened the door and I was like this is not my father (laughs) what did you think of him when when you saw him besides the fact that you didn't think he could be your dad (laughs) I thought, I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Oh, dad's, you know, very handsome. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> he he's tall and he had the same color hair as I do naturally. Mm-hmm. And but he had a lot of freckles and his signature butt chin (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I just yeah I mean I didn't really like think too much about him other than the fact that I didn't think that I looked anything like him I I remember 
the first couple weeks, I would stop by, you know, a couple, I stopped by the house a couple of times and we would chat and he took the initiative and ordered the paternity test. He paid for everything, which was very, very kind of him, uh, knowing that there was a possibility, you know, that he couldn't, he wouldn't be my father. Mm -hmm. And we did it. We sent it in. And the following two weeks was, I think everybody that knew what we were doing was on pins and needles. Yeah. I mean, I had so many family members reaching out to me all the time, making sure that I was okay. I think that a lot of people in my family, I think that they thought that I was (laughs) not going to be mentally stable. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Um, Why do you think they thought that? Just because I had been through so much, um, you know, everything with my childhood and then hearing about, you know, my stepdad not being my real dad and then, you know, Mm -hmm. my stepdad passing and then my mom, you know, getting together with her boyfriend and then, uh, you know, hearing that my uncle might be my dad and... Well, when you say it like that, okay, it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) All of these different things, you know, that had happened. um, Mm -hmm. But it's funny because I remember having a conversation with one of my cousins. And this was, I think, before I, before all of the dad stuff came up. And I think it's really, really sad actually that my family didn't have more confidence in me, but I remember her telling me that they always wondered how I was going to turn out and that everybody really thought that I would not turn out as well as I have (laughs) Mm -hmm. because of everything. And, um, so yeah, I think everybody was just really worried about me and, but like I said, everybody was very supportive and it was nice to have all of that emotional support from everybody and to feel like there were people that were behind me. After you had told them initially that you were going to start looking for your dad, was everyone still supportive, like from the beginning or was Mm -hmm. there kind of like, okay, that's really nice thought they were no everybody was very supportive I think when the paternity test came back and it said that our dad was my father I actually think that everybody was really surprised I think that a lot of people doubted my mom um Mm -hmm. which is really unfortunate but it is what it is I mean I I'm glad that my mom felt confident in putting our dad's name on the birth certificate. I am very glad and grateful that I do have 
my dad's, my biological father on my birth certificate. Mm -hmm. So even though he hasn't always been present in my life, um, he's always been there, you know? Mm -hmm. And there was a time when, was it he and my mom that like drove to where you were living and then like they saw you playing um, like in the front yard? So after I met dad, while I would go over after school and hang out and talk just to get to know him more, mm -hmm. uh, we would have a variety of different conversations. Um, and one of the stories that he told me was that when I was a lot younger, probably about five, um, he said that they, the family, including our grandpa um, and a couple of other people, they had, you know, learned about me and they wanted to meet me and they were curious. So they had heard that I was living at my stepdad's parents' house and I guess they drove all the way up there and who's they? they your mom and our dad. Okay. And they saw me playing outside in the front yard and I they said that I looked, you know, so happy and they were afraid to disrupt that happiness. And they didn't want to cause any problems. So they drove away. This like the whole story, like I've heard it a million times, like the whole thing, but Every time I hear it, it just sounds like a movie. <laughs> it doesn't it's even heartbreaking. Sound like life. It is heartbreaking. Like, I see it in my head. There's no, there was no perfect answer. No. And there was no way for them to know the hardships that you were going to have to go through throughout your, your life. Mm -hmm. Because they drove away. Yep. Jeez. Uh, it's crazy. But after we found out that dad was my dad, he then started introducing me to the family. The craziest part about this entire story is the simple fact that we were always within 30 minutes driving distance of each other. I know. It's so bizarre. <laughs> like, we could have seen each other at the grocery store. <laughs> and it would have I, had no idea. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's insane. I, I used to shop at this one store um, in the town that I was living in. And... It's the same store that our grandpa always shopped at. Mm -hmm. And I remember literally like within that first couple of weeks of finding dad and, you know, starting this whole process of getting to know the family, I saw uh, my boyfriend at the time and I, we were walking out of the grocery store and here comes grandpa walking in. 
-hmm. and he sees me and he gives me the biggest hug. And I (laughs) think to myself, how many times have I seen this man and not known that he was my grandpa? Mm -hmm. How many times have we walked past each other and just turned the other cheek? I think it really gives a perspective on life in general. And it's like, no matter who you meet, like you never know what they could mean to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ugh. This story every time, it just makes me so emotional. Okay, we're getting real. We're getting deep in here. They're happy tears. Um, it was about two weeks after the paternity test came back. We wanted to, well, not necessarily me, but because you and our brother had no idea like you guys having an older sister was just a figment of your imagination like it was not even in the realm of possibility for you to have an older sister I don't think well and I'll Uh, tell my side of the story later (laughs) yes but uh I think you know your mom and our dad they just wanted to make sure that that everything was going to be okay with me and the family and just establish some level of establish a level of security and stability with the situation before introducing it to you and our brother mm-hmm and I'm sorry, guys, if you get confused. We have a lot of siblings, but we are, unfortunately, we cannot tell you all of their names <laughs> for privacy reasons. <laughs> yeah. So just bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the day I met you was, ugh, it was so sweet. <laughs> we... You had a soccer game that day, and I remember walking through the field. I remember exactly what I was wearing that day. (laughs) I was wearing this brown American Eagle pullover hoodie and my slightly bell-bottomish jeans because that was the style. Whether you guys Mm want to believe it or not, it was. It was a thing. Low rise, super low rise. (laughs) Yes, my super low rise. Uh, And I even remember, like, the grass was kind of wet because it's, you know, Washington State and it always rains. But (laughs) um, the grass was a little bit wet, and I remember walking through, and I was so nervous because I wasn't sure if you were going to like me or not. And that was really scary. I think I was more scared to meet you than I was to meet dad. Really? Honestly. That's yeah. very surprising. Because I don't remember feeling as anxious. Like I, 
and it maybe it was just the adrenaline of finding dad and all of that that maybe masked that feeling. Um, mm. But when it came to dad, I was just very forward and very like, this is me, you know, with everybody that I talked to. I'm like, this is me. This is who I am. And this is what I want. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, I was really, really nervous walking across well, the field. Pause. Did you, had you imagined how you thought um, our brother and I would look like? Like, were you surprised? You know, I never, I never conjured up an image as to what I imagined you to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. But I never, I don't recall ever doing that. I just, I only ever recall feelings of joy and love. And if you asked anybody that I ever spoke to about my siblings, I always claimed you as mine, even though I didn't know you. Oh, that's going to make me cry. <laughs> um, I remember you were finishing up with your game on the field and as dad and I walked across the field, your mom saw me and your, oh, I'm going to cry again. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> your mom gave me the biggest hug. She gives good hugs. She has big boobs. <laughs> Those <always> really squishy. <laughs> oh. That's sweet. She gave me the biggest hug, and I remember she grabbed my face almost like she couldn't believe that I was real. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you finished up your game, and you walked over, and it's all history from there. <laughs> wow. I'll go ahead and wrap it up for now and we will continue this story in the next episode ah, i'm so <laughs> excited too <laughs> everyone's gonna be so mad at us we're sorry guys <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry for taking up all of the talk time um with my side of the story Don't taylor has a lot of next episode taylor will kind of we'll hear from her and hear um, about her growing up and how she felt when she heard about me and all of that good stuff. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, a lot to share. And then, you know, we'll start getting into the point of us growing up together from the time that we met. Ah, you're such a good storyteller. That's one of your gifts. I think you remember oh, things so well. I cried way too much. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be mad about that. I mean, if they do, then you don't have to listen to the next one. (laughs) I'll try to rein it in a little bit more. It's just this, our story, obviously, means so much to me. And it's precious. You know, I think 
you and I both, we've been through so much and getting emotional about it. It's not an emo- like a sad emotional feeling. It's all like joy. You know, it's pure joy that I'm feeling. And I think I get so emotional because again, I'm just so incredibly grateful. Like I'm grateful for that guy that could have, I don't know, could he have gone to jail for, I don't even know what could have happened to him. He probably would have lost his job for sure. But he sac- I feel like he sacrificed so much for me, for a complete stranger. And he has no idea how much that simple act of kindness and bravery mm-hmm. has changed and impacted not only my life, but so many lives. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I just have all the feels. I'm, I think it's awesome that we have this opportunity to share our story and talk about it and just relive it a little bit because it, for me, it will never get old. It will always be like the highlight. Well, yeah, other than, you know, my kids and this whole other parenting chapter that I've mm-hmm. entered into now, but it's definitely one of the best things that has ever happened in my life. And I just, uh, I love it. I love all of it. Me too. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we appreciate an ear to, to talk to. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to us on our Instagram or through email. Um, both of them are at uplifted podcast and thank you so much. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, until next time. Bye.